We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Rotor Grinders? I'm your host, Dean. Of course, this show is Sports Card Grinders, and we're going to talk about, you guessed it, sports cards. Uh, we're doing this every single week. If you guys are watching on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Ask some questions in the comment section. It's a good time for, for sure. Uh, usual suspects, and we'll talk about somebody new we're bringing out as well. Batting first, our first expert, it's uh, Brennan Ruby, RG contributor. Brennan, what do you have uh, What do you have going on as far as your articles here at Rotor Grinders? Uh, well, uh a little over a week ago, I uh, I released the second uh, market cap article. Uh, it was comparing Luca to LeBron, and and I think we had a lot of good insights in so in there. So uh, it was pretty nice to write. And besides that, I'm starting to collect data for these articles, but it takes a while, so I wouldn't expect the next one uh, for at least a week. Uh, but yeah, there's two market cap articles out there for you guys to read on Roto Grinders if you want. And uh, yeah, I'm working on the next one. Outrageous comparing Luca to LeBron. How dare you? <laughs> Blasphemous. Uh, in a second after he introduces everybody, of course, our topics today, we're going to talk about the, the new Panini Chronicles basketball set. We'll be getting digging into that if that's worth, uh, you know, worth kind of venturing into and buying up those boxes. Uh, how to avoid scams and scams to watch out for. That is super important. And maybe some NFL players to find value on with the uh, the season right around the corner. Up next, it's Josh Wasaki. Josh, you're still working on your uh, your series of the, what, the, what, what are we on, 2012, 2013, as far as breaking down basketball players? Yep, we're still on the 2012 Prism set uh, because of the combination of the 2011-2012. It's just a uh, a lot of guys that are of value. So we've got uh, at least one more week, maybe two. There's probably like six or seven more guys to, to touch on on that set. But uh, I'll have some more uh, later this week. Yeah, and later this show, I believe you're going to do a, a little bit of a tease, a little bit of a, you know, what's, what's going on as far as some of the names you're going to be throwing out there, digging into for your article as well. Uh, Simon, I saw you have a, well, tell us about your video you have up right now on the ERG channel, because it's uh, got a lot of views I saw. I noticed that pre-show. Um, yeah, I have a video up that corresponds with my article that I put up earlier in the week, just giving ideas for some PSA 9 cards or, or different uh, types of graded cards, comparing them to other graded cards of the same card. And this week I focused on a couple NBA players and a couple MLB players, and we'll discuss one of those MLB players today when we get to that section. 
Last but not least, we're going to bring in Will Priester. You guys know him as Chief, Chief Justice, Chief Just Ice. I'm not really sure. You clarify if it's just or to just ice. I don't like, I feel like I've had this argument with somebody else, not you. I don't know why I wouldn't just ask the source. Uh, what's going on, Chief? Welcome to the show. Nothing much, man. Glad to be on with you guys. Uh, obviously, I've been following the material, plugging in a few pieces of material on my own. So I'm, I'm excited to be here and, and hang out. I got a new friend in Brennan, did not know he was a <laughs> OSU fan, but man, uh, yes, when this coronavirus dies down, we may have to catch a game. He's also in my second favorite city, Charlotte. <laughs> so this is this is going to be freaking awesome. So uh, yeah, glad to be on and uh, and ready to get rolling. Brennan's going to crack the top eight, and you're uh, what was that my MySpace? <laughs> is that still a thing? Oh, MySpace throwback, throwback. <laughs> <laughs> so people know you, of course, in the DFS world. You, you give your DFS advice, or you, you crush that. But uh, tell the people what, what you've been doing. Like, why are you here? You, you, you've been, uh, you know, how long have you been collecting for? Are you collecting when you're younger? Have you been, you know, collecting for years and years and years? I know you're on the uh, the Discord channel, Rudder Runners, talking sports cards all the time. And what is your specialty? What are you focusing on? I know later on in the show you're going to talk about uh, some football and canvas specifically. And I know you have an article out there uh, which, that's depending upon the, the gradings, 9.5s, 10s. Just give us uh, give us your resume when it comes to sport car collecting. Well, I'm probably just about like every everyone else. I started out when I was a kid, you know, uh, collecting you know baseball cards, basketball cards, football cards. I think at one point I even had Pokemon cards, um, <laughs> just trying to you know get get whatever I could get my hands on, and um, you know that's kind of how the trend has been. I got out of it. Obviously, you get older, go to college, get a job, stuff like that, and you kind of take time off. And then, you know, just recently, I kind of reignited my uh, my love for the hobby. But I still had all those old cards. I was telling, I think I've told a couple of you guys this story, but I had a, man, 1996, pristine, tops chrome Kobe Bryant rookie. Still sleeved up. I sleeved it as soon as I got it. And I sold it a couple of years ago, raw for about 300 bucks or something like that. And boy, was I kicking myself once I got back into the hobby. I was like, what were you thinking? But, you know, at the time, I just wasn't in the same space that I'm in now. Um, but, hey, you know, it, it happens to the best of us, but I've still got a lot of others that I've got to send off. But, yeah, man, I've been collecting probably, let me see, I'm in my 30s, so probably 30-something years, roughly. I mean, shoeboxes on shoeboxes on shoeboxes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just did a quick Google search. Uh, $2,400 on eBay. I'm, not, I'm rubbing your face in it now. I don't know why I'm doing this, <laughs> but apparently that Kobe card, at least that's what they're asking for. $2,400 for the, uh, the 1996 Tops Kobe Bryant rookie. That's a PSA 10 for what it's worth. You said you collect Pokemon. How about, are you too young or too old? Are you too young for uh, Garbage Bowl Kids? Remember those uh, Disaster. Oh, listen, I, I'm going to let uh, Simon tell his story about Garbage Pail Kids. That's the Garbage Pail Kids okay. master right there. Simon, well, go ahead. I, I had a box that I bought back in the 90s of a Series 15 Garbage Pail Kids unopened <laughs> wax box. It wasn't The box wasn't sealed, but all the packs were unopened. I sold it on eBay last week, not thinking I'd get more than 100 bucks for it. I ended up getting $300 for that thing. What? So apparently, uh, yeah, apparently, Series 15 is ultra rare because they did a lot less of a print run for that series because the popularity of garbage pail kids had waned towards towards the end there and that's one of the last uh one of the last series that they did for that we just lost all the 20 year olds that are listening like what are they talking <laughs> about garbage pail kids uh, I, adam bomb was number one if i remember correctly like number one he was like the ken griffey yep. jr like one of one uh in the garbage pail kids series i think that was like the most popular card back in the day and apparently yeah just a, it was a tops card so tops was involved in that but uh 
Well, you, you had something to say. You had something to chime in as far as garbage. No, I was going to say Simon did really well on that. You can't even get that kind of return on a series EE bond. So <laughs> I mean, he, he's rolling in dope. These garbage pail kids packs. Yeah, yeah. So we're That's supposed a Dak to card right there. <laughs> we're supposed to dive in and talk about baseball, the negotiations. Maybe I'm just stalling. I'm talking about garbage pail kids because I don't want to talk about baseball because I don't know what to talk about. Uh, you know, well, so I, I guess Josh, we were talking about this pre-show. It looks like uh, the, the the owners are ready to play. Come report on the first. We can play around July 24th or so. They asked the players, to be clear, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, around 5 o'clock or so. And the players have not responded, to the best of my knowledge. I'm doing a quick Google search right now or a Twitter search right now. The, the players are supposed to say here, Josh, like we're in or we're out, and we've got no response. I guess we're just going to work under the assumption that there is going to be baseball. Let's be optimistic. Yeah, yeah I don't know. We were, as we were talking pre-show, I mean, there's – supposed to be a decision by five and none of us have seen anything and <laughs> i'm looking at espn right now and there's still nothing yeah um, so i don't know a lot of speculation we can't just sit here and record and wait and just stare at twitter the whole time yeah. i don't think yeah. uh, i mean do uh, you have anything to add uh, you know will as far as uh, <laughs> the thoughts here we're going to speculate and assume be, be optimistic but we don't know i guess is that the conclusion. Yeah, I, I think that's the case. I mean, we should have told them we had a show at five. We got deadlines to hit here, so they, <laughs> I know a guy. I should hurry have this up. But uh, I don't. I mean, at, at one point, I definitely didn't think there was going to be a season, especially within the last, I would say maybe four or five days or so. You know, you know, a lot of those guys were were mad with, with Manfred. It just it's just too much going on, and um, you know, I read everything. You know, up to up until the show, and they were saying, well. They feel confident that the guys are going to sign this form and, you know, sign off on the protocols for, for safety. And I mean, I'm just kind of repeating what Josh said, but five o'clock rolled around and everybody was sitting here twiddling their thumbs, waiting on the information. And we, we still don't have anything. So I, um, I don't, honestly, I don't think the players want to play that. That's my personal opinion. They, they seem to have shot down every revision. And I know, it, you know, on the surface, it looks like the MLB is kind of writing the same story in a different way, you know, 70 games, 25% of your salary, yeah. 60 games, 37%, you know, they're kind of reinventing the wheel, but not really. So I don't, I don't, I don't think the players want to play to be honest. Also the clock is ticking and now we, we can't even play a hundred games like the players originally wanted to play. I mean, I don't think that's theoretically possible anymore. Um, you know, and of course the owners don't want to take a big hit and basically the more games they play, the more money they're going to lose. So they wanted to play as many, a little uh, as, as many games as possible. And I guess extend, Expand the playoffs as well, but um, is, is anybody speculated and bought any cards, baseball cards specific, or just sort of is just kind of in the holding pattern? Is that what I'm seeing as far as you guys? I, I've been accumulating Jason Dominguez cards, even though he's in the minors, and I think the minors are pretty much canceled. But uh, his his uh, Bowman prospects uh, Chrome card has come down to around the twenty five dollar range. So I've I've found that as a price that I don't mind accumulating. I, I think there's little downside to it accumulating at this price range simon we want we want to do a little bit of screen share speculating on uh ronald acuna uh for the is that an acuna throwback you're wearing there chief let's make it an acuna throwback sure why not i see a braves jersey i love that color it, listen i am a braves fan i did wear this shirt in hopes that it would bring good luck to the mlb and clearly it did not so <laughs> uh we're just gonna roll along but yeah i'm, I'm a huge huge braves fan um, hopefully we can squeeze out a World Series. I still think we're a little bit ahead of schedule, but that's just me personally. 
Simon, what do we see as far as our uh, Ronald Acuna screen share? And, of course, you're going to be showing off one of the tools from uh, sportscardinvestor.com. If you guys want to get, get a, a subscription there, 20% off your first payment, use the promo code GRINDERS, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S. Simon, take it away. Yeah, and this this chart kind of demonstrates the value of uh, Market Movers tool from Sports Card Investor. It's a comparison of the Ronald Acuna Bowman Chrome Baseball 2017 Prospects card. I'm comparing the BGS 9.5 to the PSA 10. And I noticed a little weird activity uh, between the those different cards of uh, this particular uh, Bowman Chrome card because the BGS 9.5 has been significantly higher at some points than the PSA 10, which is unusual. Usually the PSA 10 holds uh, significantly more value overall than a BGS 9.5. So I like the value on this PSA 10, especially if the baseball season is going to start up. Uh, If they end up coming to some sort of agreement, hopefully while we're recording this show, maybe Devin can keep an eye on Twitter and give us a heads up. But I think, uh, I think the PSA 10 is a good card to look at right now. Producer Devin multitasking for us to get on that Twitter machine. Uh, let's move off of baseball because it's just pure speculation at this point, but uh, good data there as far as Acuna, obviously one of the, uh, the best young players in all of baseball. Let's move on to something we do know, uh, basketball. Well, like what we think basketball is coming back. Who knows? I don't want to speak in definitives at all. Uh, Brennan, talk to me about this uh, Panini Chronicle set that's uh, going to be coming sometime, uh, I guess, July, end of July. Yeah, we're, we've got a tentative date of, of July 31st. It's It was started at July 3rd. It, it moved later in the month, and we've landed on the 31st um, right now. But either way, when it does come out in the next month or so, uh, we're going to be getting one of the more unique products of the year. Chronicles itself has its own base set, but it actually mixes in a lot of other sets that have come before it in the year. And this is actually the first year that Chronicles will have uh, what I, I think they're calling the Donruss Optic Traded and the Prism Update. Uh, this is the first year to get those. And we all know that Optic and Prism are hot names in the industry right now. So I'm interested to see what kind of value those have. Uh, one player in particular that might be in demand is Kendrick Nunn, because I believe his first Optic uh, didn't have a name on it or something. It was it was a print error. So, uh, you know, someone like Kendrick Nunn is going to get a second chance at a true, real, uh, you know, nice rookie. And so we'll, I'll be interested to see what these rookies' values are for these these other optic and, and prism sets. I don't think they'll be as valuable as the original, uh, to be honest with you. It's just my personal opinion. But I do think they'll have more value uh, than some of the other product that are in this uh, in this Chronicles set. Uh, it's both hobby and uh, retail. And I mean, the, the number of sets that are in here is crazy. So you're going to have. Oh, we've lost oh. some audio from Brennan. Oh, uh, can you hear oh, me now? You're good to go. All, All right. right. All right. So uh, we, uh, so, you know, basically what you're going to get in this product is Crusade, Essentials, Gala, Illusions Limited. I mean, the list goes on and on. Some names that others know, Marquee uh, is one, Threads, Titanium. So what you'll get in this product is really a mixed bag of different sets that have come before Chronicles in the year. And it's a pretty fun set to open. I think it'll be really interesting to see how the prism and optic takes, uh, you know, how those grade out and, and how the market values though. But 
those. But if you're looking for just a fun product to open with a lot of variety, Chronicles is going to be, um, you know, a pretty good set to, to open. Yeah, we may or may not be doing the screen share right now on CardboardConnection.com. It's kind of showing what you're speaking to as well. Uh, Josh, are you bullish? Are you bearish? Are you excited about this uh, this set? And in particular, what are we looking for? We're opening up a pack. What do we want? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually really excited uh, for this. I'm a little bummed that it got pushed back because I had uh, I have July 3rd off and I was already mapping my <laughs> way around my area to hit different Walmarts and Targets that day. But uh, I'll just have to save that for later in the month. Um, I really liked the, the Threads product from last year. I opened a lot of it. Um, so I'm happy that they're going to have the Threads inserts in here. Um the like Brennan said, the Don Russ traded and Prism Update, I think are going to make this even more popular. Um, just having those two things uh, in the set for the first time. Um, he spoke about Kendrick Nunn, uh, Kendrick Nunn's optic card, not having his name. He's also most likely going to have his Prism rookie card. So um, because he wasn't in the original Prism set, um, and uh, all the uh, all the inserts that he was that we were breaking down, those are basically rookie inserts. Those aren't bets. So all the, all the rookies are going to have all these different inserts. So you're going to have Zions and Jaws of all of these different brands, um, which is, you know, fun for collectors and investors. There's some are more popular than others, but uh, um, definitely excited to hopefully find some out in the wild and rip it open. For, uh, for the novice, we talked about Crusade, Essentials, Gala. What is a thread? You said you're excited about threads. What's a thread specifically? So NBA Threads was just a brand, like a set that had its own release last year. Um, and one of the inserts in that set, which I assume is the one they're releasing with Chronicles, was it, it's uh, like their jersey, the player's jersey, and then the image of the player is on top of the jersey. I just really liked that card. Um, so I'm excited that there's, they're still going to have it this year. And I guess Zion's the card you're looking for, like the Matt's the main card. Zion, there's some Zion autographs. That's what I'm seeing. Yep. Yeah. Rookie autographs are in the set. Um, Zion, Ja, you know, the players we've been, we've been searching for in the other sets from this year. Sure. How about yourself, Will? Do you have a uh, July 3rd? Do you also have that circle? You're going to hit up your <laughs> local Walmarts or uh, is this a, is this a set you're uh, you have your eyes on? Yeah. And I mean, really, because I actually, um, I got in a couple breaks for Chronicles football. And after I kind of saw the variety in there and some of the pulls, I said, you know, this is probably a really good, good set to just try to get into, you know, like Josh and Brennan have said, you just, you just can't beat the variety that you get. And I know we're talking about basketball, but even in Chronicles football, I mean, you know, they had some of the, um, the, the crown jewel stuff that you were able to pull out and a crown Royale. I said crown jewels, geez, but crown Royale, you had some of those. And I saw some really nice autos there. And uh, that just kind of really got me got me excited about this set. So I don't know if I'm going to try to map it out because in my area here in Charleston, South Carolina, for some reason we're lagging behind in inventory. We just don't get all the cool stuff. So <laughs> I have to try to get it either, you know, uh, in a break or, you know, call one of my good buddies like Simon who's got, got the hookup there and tell him <laughs> to, you know, send me a box or two. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this set, um, you know, especially talking about Kendrick Nunn who didn't have uh, the name on the optic set, you know, another guy that I've been buying recently, uh, and this is pure speculation, nothing crazy, but Lucas Amonich from the Spurs, his name wasn't printed on his optic either. Uh, I'm sure nobody knew that, but me, but 
you know, just I think being able to get some of these other guys is going to be, be really beneficial for your, your personal collection and for your investment. I, should I know who Luka Samanich is? I'm not aware of Luka Samanich. Hey, the, the, he's the 16th draft pick for the Spurs last year. <laughs> played, play, played in the G League most of the year. Like I said, that's a guy I'm collecting speculatively. I mean, I've probably okay. got about 15, 20 cards of his, and I spent less than 25 bucks, you know, some mosaics and prisms and stuff like that. So it's nothing. I'm not telling anyone to go out and buy the other Luka. <laughs> I think that's what they call him. It's just something I did in case, in case he happens to be really good. And, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge leaves and, you know, suddenly he's some stud. I have a stockpile of them that, I, that I'm ready to, 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 you know, ship off to other people that weren't as smart as I was right now. Uh, still plenty young. Looks like he's 20 years old, Croatian basketball player. And, hey, the Spurs are a pretty smart organization, so maybe you're onto something like that. I I, I play DFS. So I, I I mean, I don't play DFS G League, so I, I don't know, man. I never heard of this team, but maybe he's good. Well, I don't know. Well, look, they, they said he's compared to Jonas Jarebko, which didn't make me feel good about my investments. <laughs> but in the event, he turns out to be really good. I, I just want to have a few pieces. So like I said, he you know, you can get his base rookies for like 99 cents on eBay. And that's all I did. I just kind of got some base chromes, mosaics, stuff like that. And, um, you know, I'm just holding them until we see what he's really about. Hey, Simon, is, is Will correct? Is is, uh, is your plan to go out to hit up the Targets and the Walmarts and hoard as many of these boxes as possible? Uh, yeah, I mean, as a retail flipper, uh, <laughs> uh, seeing a NBA set come out that has this many RPAs and uh, autograph cards, autograph Zion cards, it's really a set that looks like it's going to generate some excitement. So I'm excited to try and, uh, try and find them in the wild and uh, be able to hopefully flip some boxes. Uh, what NBA cards are we targeting right now, Josh? Um, I know you like the hoops collection. It is worth noting, by the way, this just right before we started recording, uh, Jokic uh, came out, he had Corona. We saw pictures of Jokic not too long ago where he was looking really spelt. Uh, he was one of those guys that I was kind of concerned with seeing coming out of like a quarantine of some sort because he's got a history, but he looked phenomenal. And now he's got Corona, but hopefully he's good to go in a few weeks when the NBA ramps back up. Also worth noting for what it's worth, uh, Trevor Reese is not going to play. I believe he's involved in the custody battle. Uh, and Davis Bertans, he's not going to play because while well, Washington has zero chance of making, you know, doing anything and whatever, whatever, they, they're somehow they show pity on Washington. They, they're going to, you know, they're coming back. Uh, he has two ACLs. He's 27 years old. He's in the last year of his contract, uh, and he wants to get paid. It doesn't make any sense for him to come back. But Josh, what do you have for me as far as uh, some players and specifically as far as hoops? Uh, what are you looking at? Yeah. So as Prism and Optic and Select become more and more popular, the price goes up. So other sets you know, kind of fall in line and become more popular. And uh, the NBA Hoops is a set um, that has been around forever, uh, went away, but then Panini has started producing it again. And, uh, you know, the trends, we're just seeing trends where the hoop set is becoming more popular. Uh, Luca's Hoops Rookie, you could get for $10 a couple months ago. Now it's selling for $60. Um, I just bought a Jason Tatum for like $20. Um, when it was less than 10 a couple months ago. So uh, a lot of guys, Trey, th- their hoops are just becoming more popular as guys are getting priced out of Prism and Optic. Um, and they're nice cards. It's it's a paper product and it has brand recognition. It's been around forever um, since the 90s. Um, so it's, it's becoming more popular and it's most likely going to continue to become more popular. The Giannis Hoops Rookie is over 100 raw right now um i I can't stop kicking myself i almost 
bought two back in uh, December for 40 total. And uh, I was like, eh, it's a little too much. And <laughs> uh, now they're going for a hundred uh, singles raw. So um, it's just a, just a nice set. I think is going to uh, be a good investment going forward. Well, I have you just give me a little preview as far as uh, your article. What do we, uh, what name is it working on? Yep. Uh, so there's, there's a bunch of guys this week. It'll probably be uh, guys like Kemba, Jimmy Butler, uh, Bradley Beal. Um, there's also uh, uh, Draymond Green, Andre Drummond, Chris Middleton, um, some vet cards, Kobe. Um, I, t- I touched on LeBron's uh, uh, prison card in the first article. Um, Kobe's in a similar uh, population, um, so it might touch on him too. Uh, Chief, anybody in particular looking for a basketball outside of the uh, the other Luca? <laughs> well, I, uh, I I've been really heavy on Brandon Ingram recently, and and, uh, and Porzingis. Those have kind of been two guys that I've been keying in on, uh, just because with all of the, and you know, I, I may end up writing an article around this next month. Who knows? But I'm I'm, I'm kind of calling it the other guys, just because you know Zion's been really popular. But I think if this team is going to get to the promised land. You know, if you look at what Brandon Ingram was doing prior to Zion getting there, I mean, he, he was averaging about 25, 30 a game with ease. And so I, I still think he's got tons of potential. You know, the Lakers, they did the right thing and went and got Anthony Davis. And so I think it's benefited the Pelicans. And I think he's, you know, I think he's got a chance to do something special because, you know, they don't have to key in on him the whole time. And you got all these options. So Ingram is a guy I've been buying, um, you know, and you'll kind of, We'll get there. I, I picked up one of his PSA 10s, man, for just a steal earlier, you know, last week, and it came in the mail this week. And then, um, you know, another guy that I've kind of been targeting, like I said, Porzingis, you know, just a difference, kind of a similar concept. You know, Luca's really popular right now. And, you know, you can get some of Porzingis's, you know, cards for just, you know, bottom feet of prices, in my opinion, especially if you're talking about hoops. Um, you know, if you get kind of get away from some of the prism, like his Revolution rookies, which are really, really just, you know, beautiful cards. I mean, you know, you can get them 75 to 100 bucks for PSA 10s right now, uh, which I think are, you know, really good prices for a guy that I think is, at one point we were calling this guy a unicorn and he got hurt and had to get traded. So um, I just think those two guys are in really good situations and they don't have the attention of Luca and Zion. So those are two guys I've been kind of heavy on here the past couple of weeks. What about speculating for the NBA title, NBA championship? Do you think is there anybody you're kind of looking at Lakers, uh, Clippers, Bucks that you might give a little bit of a bump to? You think? Do you have a thought on who you think is going to win the title, or do you think it's just kind of up in the air? Well, I mean, at one point, I really thought the Lakers were going to win, and, and this wasn't. Yeah, they're talented, but I think everything kind of surrounding Kobe. I think, I, I, I think we've all probably played sports or been around sports, and I think it's just more than just their talent that would kind of carry them to the championship. I think this is one of those scenarios where. They want to win for the city. They want to win for, you know, Kobe and his family and kind of be a tribute championship. So I've kind of leaned on the Lakers. Ironically, I haven't really been buying any Lakers uh, just because with basketball, with the the main guys, I kind of treat it like, you know, cyclical stocks. I want to buy basketball when, you know, they're kind of going out of season. I can pick up some guys for a lot lower, like LeBron, maybe, you know, or Anthony Davis. Um, but, you know, I'm not really buying those primary guys right now because, you know, when I saw what was happening to LeBron's PSA uh, 9 and 10, is rookie tops chrome. I mean, it's been climbing, 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 climbing for the past couple months. So I'm just going to hold off until I think we can get a, a slight market dip and then I'll try to buy into some of those. But that's kind of been my approach here recently. 
Uh, Brennan, feel free to chime in on any players that you're looking at from a basketball perspective, or if we just want to open the next conversation uh, as far as avoiding scams, I think it's really important to, you know, uh, what sort of scams to look out for, uh, how to best avoid them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just to, to put a bow on the, the players I'm looking at, I feel like all the attention is on the West. So I've actually been looking in the East and a couple of guys that I've been focused in on uh, for a little while now is uh, Jalen Brown and Dante DiVincenzo. So, um, you know, if I had to guess one of, you know, the, the Boston Celtics or the, uh, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks, I imagine are going to come out of the East. Those are my two picks. It could be, um, you know, Toronto's always a little bit scary and, and I love Bam Adebayo. So Miami, uh, if he can shut down Giannis, it could be an interesting series. But the thing, you know, the thing about Jalen Brown and Dante DiVincenzo is, as Will said, they're the other guys, right? Everyone's focused on Tatum. Everybody's focused on Giannis. Dante DiVincenzo is a guy who's going to play really good defense and hit a lot of big time threes if they make a long run. And so I think some people will be um, kind of open their eyes to how valuable he is. He's he's almost like their version of Clay Thompson, although he's clearly not on that level yet in his career. Um, and then Jalen Brown, it, you know, midseason, we weren't sure if it was going to be Tatum or Brown in the All-Star game. He was playing that good. And so the fact that their prices are so far apart, uh, Jalen Brown doesn't have near the upside, the superstar upside that Tatum does. Um, but from a production standpoint, I think they should be closer in price. So those are two guys I'm focusing on in the East. And, um, you know, as I'm picking up their cards, I'm trying to practice good, uh, you know, good rules and, and, and process on eBay because I'm starting to realize that as there's more money to be made, there is more scams out there uh, to get you tripped up uh, from a, from a money perspective. And some of this stuff is going to seem basic, but honestly, when you find a card that looks like a really good deal, you sometimes kind of lose your principles and, and you start to hit the buy it now button before you even really look deeper. Uh, and so the first thing you can do is, is read the description and read the title thoroughly. And, and when I say read the description and when I say read the title, you can read them, but you can't always take them for what they're worth. For instance, you might see a picture of four cards, but the title says, you know, one Giannis rookie, four available. So you, you think you're buying all four of them for that price, but really you're only buying one. So that's one thing to look out for. Another is, I don't know if people just get confused or if they're purposely trying to pull the wool over your eyes, but they'll say silver in the title when it's just a base card. Now all the Chrome cards kind of look silver. So I could see why somebody might say silver Luca select, but it's just a base. So always be careful about it. This, the select is nice because on the back of it, you'll see prism printed if it's a parallel. Um, but also if the pictures aren't clear, don't be afraid to ask for more pictures. Simon had a great uh, story, you know, before the show where the back of the card was a little bit fuzzy. And so he asked for more pictures and it turns out there was a, there was a dent or, or an imperfection on the back. And so, you know, really dig into the pictures, really dig into the descriptions and, you know, really just try to make sure that you have as much information as you can before you buy that card. Cause there's a lot of people trying to pull one over on you out there on eBay the last thing I'll say, I mean, it, we could write a series of articles on this, but the last thing I'll say, if you're, if you're buying raw specifically, look at the person's other listings. If they sell a ton of PSA and BGS graded stuff, but they're trying to get rid of a raw, you might, something might be up because that person clearly understands the value of grading. They clearly understand what to look for when grading. So if they've got 30 PSA 10s and PSA 9s out there and then a few raw listings, that's something where I might think that card probably is not grade worthy. So if you're going to go for it, try to get a discount because um, the person clearly understands grading and they wouldn't be selling it raw if they felt like they could get it graded for a profit. 
they're basically saying this is not a nine, this is not a 10. Right, basically, yep. Uh, Simon, feel free to elaborate on that story. And I know, Simon, we had a private a conversation as well about, uh, you know, you uh, you thought you got yourself a deal on uh, some Lamar Jackson and it didn't really work out for you. Yeah, well, one of the things I like to do is I like to look uh, for autographed cards and I like to sort it by ending soonest for auctions. And sometimes that'll give me about a 15-second window to uh, <laughs> to try to make a decision on whether or not I want to buy a card. And I saw one time a really cheap Lamar Jackson autograph card, and I was like, holy crap, you know? So I, I immediately started putting in my bid because there was like 10 seconds left. And by the time I bid, I won the card. I was like, holy crap. I showed it to Josh, actually. And Josh uh, comes back to me about like five minutes later. He's like, dude, that's not, that's not Lamar Jackson. That's a Lamar Jackson. It's not the Lamar Jackson. So it's just like... Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be yeah. careful about uh, looking at the looking at the pictures carefully before you make a decision. Uh, it was it was actually a college card, so I I don't know what team uh, Lamar Jackson played for in college, but yeah. <laughs> I chose the wrong team apparently. Yeah, I but didn't, um, uh, oh, go ahead. I didn't go even ahead, notice Josh. it at first when you sent it to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool, and then then I yeah. looked at it a little harder, and I was like. Right. Wait, that guy's. So he was. Ne- he, he, Nebraska. He was in Lamar a, went to Louisville. <laughs> red. They're both red. Yeah. He he's so. in a quarterback pose, like he's pointing, yeah. like he's about to uh, <laughs> do some quarterback move, and and it turns out he's a DB. He's but, a DB. Uh, so he said, "I'm a, covered. That's my man. He, he's covered. He's pointing <laughs> somebody. I'm covering that guy. That's yeah, what's going on yeah. there." So, so, so you got to be, you know, like if you're going to make those split second decisions like that, you know, like and you don't really have time to look at the pictures or anything. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta be prepared to make some stupid decisions, but, uh, the, uh, you know, um, piggybacking on what, uh, Brendan said earlier, as far as looking at the sellers, uh, when you're buying raw cards, one thing that I look for when I'm buying raw cards is I make sure that they don't have cards in their seller name. Cause if they have cards in their seller name, then they're probably card experts. And if they're card experts, they're mm. selling that card raw for a reason. Um, so don't, don't necessarily think you're getting some great deal on a card that looks centered or something like that. There could be surface issues. There could be chipping on the edges. There could be all sorts of problems, uh, with a card that you're buying raw. And then on top of that, like I also look to see how experienced the seller is. Cause if the seller has a huge, like thousand point score next to his name and he's selling raw cards, and there's also a, another good likelihood that he's selling that raw card for a reason is because he doesn't think it can grade. So ideally you want to find somebody that doesn't necessarily have a long history of selling cards, but they also have to have a certain history where they built up a, a bit of credibility. Right. Is that sound about right, Simon? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I do. I, I'll typically, if I'm looking for a raw card, I'll look for someone who has like maybe, um, you know, maybe a hundred to, like 500 or something like that just so you know that you're not dealing with a scam artist but you're also uh, not dealing with someone who's so much of a pro that they're gonna uh, know that you can't get the card graded to a 10 and you're, you're not gonna get you're likely not to get a great deal off somebody that sold like thousands and thousands of cards as well is what you're saying uh, yeah, that that depends. Actually, if you if you see graded cards, I don't mind buying graded cards off those guys because mm-hmm. uh, you can hit them up with emails asking them if they'll come lower on the price or if they have best offer, you can come lower on those prices still. When you see a graded card, you're armed with knowing that that card is perfect, right? Or, or exactly what you're looking for. 
And the key there is to try to hit them uh, with the price closest to the price that you're willing to pay. Never pay over what you're willing to pay. And if you use market movers, you'll know what you should be paying on these cards and you can get a discount on your first payment on any subscription if you use the promo code grinders over at sportscardinvestor.com, by the way. Nicely done there, um, Simon. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I definitely recommend using those tools. They'll help you to save tons of money. I've saved a lot of money uh, bidding on cards because I knew I was getting a good deal uh, just using the data and the charts from Sports Card Investor. Will, how about yourself? Any sort of pitfalls you've fallen into as far as buying and just kind of browsing on eBay and things of that sort? Um, I haven't really caught too many. I think one of the ones that almost got me one day, man, I saw this Zion graded PSA 10. It was a select version. Uh, I think just a, a, a base concourse, I think. And, um, you know, I, I clicked on it. I was like, oh, my God, the, you know, the bidding's almost over. We're at like 30-something dollars. And I uh, went in there, and it was actually for like mm-hmm. – you know, this group, they've repackaged some cards or something like that, and they're trying to sell them to you through bidding. So I think that's one to be careful with because, you know, like Brennan talked about, I mean, that picture is misleading. You're looking at, you know, PSA 10, and you're going in at the last minute thinking, oh, my God, this is the deal. How did this happen? And it's not happening at all, in fact. Uh, you're just, you know, you're bidding on, you know, a collection of cards that guys have repackaged, and they're saying they're guaranteeing, a hit, but that's not what the, the picture uh, says. So, um, you know, just, just be on the lookout for that and, and, you know, try not to get tripped up. And I think another thing too, even when guys are selling uh, non-graded cars, like your national treasures and stuff like that, really zoom in on those corners. Um, you know, I've just found that sometimes the national treasures that guys are selling, you know, directly to you, really good deals, but I don't know how they mess these corners up so bad. I mean, it's terrible sometimes when they're, selling them non-graded. So really zoom in and make sure that, you know, you feel like the corners are acceptable um, before you pull the trigger. Um, Because a lot of times, you know, if they're not as serious about collecting, then they just kind of jam it in the holder and screw it down and they're ready to sell it to you. But, you know, the the corners are terrible. Uh, Brennan, what sort of protection do I have if I end up buying something I don't necessarily, uh, that's not what I thought I was getting. And also, I imagine you can uh, message the eBay seller and uh, I if they don't answer your question, that's got to be a giant red flag, right? Yep, yep. Fortunately, eBay oftentimes will side on the uh, on the side of uh, the the buyer. And so, what what will happen is if something's wrong with the order, whether it does, never gets shipped, and this happened to me, I actually ordered a Jason Tatum. Uh, the guy took three days to ship it. The price went up ridiculous amounts and he basically just chose not to ship it. And so, um, what you do is you you end up opening a case against them on eBay eBay gives them the chance to make it right. And if they don't make it right within a given time frame, so this could take a couple of weeks for all this to sort out, eBay will actually give you the refund on that item as long as they feel like the seller did not do enough to make it right. So fortunately, there are protections on eBay. Um, you'll just have to work through eBay. You'll have to fill out a, a form. It's, it's not too bad. Uh, and then just wait for the seller to either fix the issue for you or um, – or, you know, eBay will take care of it. The one thing I don't think you have good luck on is if a card comes in damaged. I, I don't think that you're going to have great luck. So you really want to check those those pictures, especially if the imperfection is either somewhere buried in the, the listing or in the picture somewhere. Uh, as Will said, if you zoom in and you actually kind of can see a soft corner, 
then you probably won't have much luck. But if you have issues with maybe the product was mislisted, if it just never got shipped, uh, just open up a case on eBay and, and they'll take they'll take it from there. Inversely, uh, when you're selling stuff, Brennan, uh, I've heard like basically sometimes people will artificially uh, inflate the prices of, you know, yeah, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy it, and they just never buy it. And then you're just kind of stuck with it. You lose, you know, two weeks of just kind of waiting. Uh, and a lot of times these people just don't get punished, correct? There's really no way to track that? Yep. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, I don't think that eBay does a lot to to monitor or or to police that kind of stuff. So as a seller, you have to be careful. Um, I typically will just do the, uh, the buy it now with a best offer because it gives you more control. It gives you more control over the price and it gives you more control over whether or not you actually want to sell to that person. Um, so, you know, you, you have, cause when they send you an offer, you can actually look at their profile. Do they have a decent reputation? Do they have any, uh, reviews as a, a buyer? So, Doing it, buy it now, best offer is probably the safest way as a seller. If you do it auction, somebody bids it up and chooses not to pay, you just kind of lost out on that sale and you're going to have to relist it. Now, I don't think that you'll be charged fees on that transaction, but uh, if the guy's prices have come down over that two weeks, you're you're kind of out of luck. So uh, yeah, I would recommend always buy it now, best offer. It just gives you more control and more protection as a seller. Uh, what about buying unsealed boxes? Does anybody have any experience with that? Is anybody just like, there's no way I'm going to buy an unsealed box and that's that? Maybe yeah. if it's, it's cheap enough or it's a giant red flag if it's too cheap. Josh, your thoughts? I would not buy unsealed. Uh, definitely confirm uh, that it still has the original wrapper, the panini wrapper on it, um, because if it's not sealed, more than likely it's been searched through already and uh, – you're, you're not going to get the value that you paid for. How can I search through it? Is there a way to kind of sort of see the cards without actually opening it? Or are people like opening them up and resealing it? How does that um, work? Both uh, packs can be resealed. Not, not well, but they do it. Yeah. Um, some, some pack designs allow you to see the cards. Like you can see the card that's on the front and the back um, based on, you know, how clear the color of the packaging. Um, so yeah, cards can definitely be searched. Um, it's a, a risky uh, situation to to buy unsealed. For sure. I saw you shaking your head as well, Chief. Uh, that's just a no fly zone for you. It's just not. No matter what the price is, you're just suspicious immediately. Yeah, I'm just staying away, man. Especially with you know a lot of uh, the current market cars, the the new cars. I mean, you can when you're pulling packs. You know, I think we've all probably you know pulled our own you know when that memorabilia card is in there. I mean, you pick it up and you're like, oh, yeah, this I got something in here. And, you know, if guys are, you know, maybe trying to pull those and kind of repack, you know, the thinner packs or whatever, you know, you know you're going to gonna miss out, especially if they've got um, a lot of listings of un, unopened, pack, unopened boxes, unsealed boxes. Just, just stay away, man. Wait until they get them at Target and go get your own. Anybody else have any final thoughts as far as this or a personal experience you want to share that can maybe be like a red flag and maybe someone else can learn from it? Um, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've been duped by the, uh, sorry, I've I've been duped by the picture with multiple cards, but they're only selling one. Um, (laughs) So definitely, definitely read the description. Mine was kind of a happy accident. I was, I was buying a Carmelo rookie card lot. This was right back in December when I was really getting back into it. I ended up buying the auto, the rookie auto card but I thought I was also getting some other nice rookies with it. I wasn't too upset about it, but definitely check the pictures in the description to make sure 
they're actually selling all the cards uh, in the picture. Um, and another tip uh, that I do a lot is if I'm buying from the same seller and they don't uh, describe that they combine shipping, I'll message them and see if they do. Uh, usually they will. Um, and that'll save you some money on shipping um, because they'll, they'll send you an invoice with all the, all the cards you bought with just one flat rate shipping cost. Simon? Yeah, I was just going to add to the, uh, the seller woes. I've been going to Comic-Con probably about since 2013, and I usually buy retail there to flip on eBay. And that retail is, is super hot. So you got you to gotta sell it while it's at its hot point. And if you drag it on and you don't sell it within a certain time period, it's basically the value comes down significantly. And I've been a seller selling on eBay before with those auctions <clears throat> where you list the um, item that you're selling and you wait seven days. If you're doing a seven-day auction, you have to wait seven days for that auction to end. And at the end, sometimes you'll notice like the bidding will go, well, obviously the bidding goes crazy towards the end on every eBay auction, but sometimes the bidding will go beyond what the product is typically selling for in an auction. And that's happened to me a few times where it's been significantly higher and then the buyer never pays and they tell you, Oh, well, I'll pay you on Tuesday or I'll pay you tomorrow or something like that. And when you try to file a complaint with eBay, if you don't get paid for that item, you, you really have no protections as a seller. Uh, they won't um, allow you to leave negative feedback for the buyers they won't let you uh, leave a review. If you try to go into the message boards to warn other people about a bad buyer, you can't do that either. So you really have no protections as a seller if uh, if a auction goes bad. You just have to eat it. You have to relist your item. And um, like I said, when you're dealing with a, a small window of time to get the maximum value out of a product and you have to put it through another seven-day auction, you know that's 14 days between when you bought the thing and you know, like when it's finally going to sell, and at that point, the the value can be significantly less than it was where you started. So, buy it now is definitely you know like a preferred way to do it if you can. So there are some items like that garbage pail kids uh, <laughs> box that I sold recently, you know, which which wasn't a hot item. It wasn't an item that is in in pop culture right now that everybody's like, oh, I got to get that. So. That was a little bit different. I didn't mind putting that up as an auction. I didn't feel like there was going to be some fake bidders selling competing products or something like that, that they just wanted me eliminated uh, so that they could sell their their own products and, and their own auctions and, and eliminate some competition there. But uh, yeah, you just got to be careful about that as a seller when you're choosing auctions. Last uh, topic before we move on and show off our mail day card. It's going to bring in Chief once again, talking about... Uh, Talk about your article on RG and, and uh, tell, sell me sell me on Cam. I know you're buying Cam uh, pretty low and sell me on him being a good purchase right now or at least a good investment with the potential upside. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll kind of cover PSA 9 versus PSA 10 versus, you know, BGS 9.5. And, and, I mean, the main thing is, and I think I know you guys have kind of talked about this on a couple shows, but the main thing is, you know, if you want to get into a guy uh, like – you know, and I kind of use LeBron in the article because I feel like, you know, guys like LeBron, Brady, um, you know, Jordan, their cards aren't going to 
I don't think you can lose investing in those guys. And so, you know, I, I may not have, you know, $8,000 to get into a PSA 10, but I may be able to come up with, you know, 15, 1600 to get into a PSA nine. And I know that's kind of a drastic price difference, but um, the gap between a nine and a 10 on cars like that, I think are valuable, you know, because you can get into them for a lot cheaper and the long, you know, those are guys that I'm long-term on. So I'm not going to try to flip those today. You know, that's a guy, you know, any LeBron's that I'm buying, I'm holding until after retirement and some I may hold until, you know, I leave the earth and give it to my kids or whatever. But, um, you know, those are guys, guys like that, Brady, LeBron, um, you know, Jordan, the iconic players. I, I think you can get into those cards for a lot cheaper in the nine, nine and a half range and, uh, you know, kind of build it up until you can, you know, stomach, you know, buying a 10. So that was kind of the, the premise behind that portion of the article, not being afraid to pull the trigger on nines and nine and a halves for, you know, some of those iconic players and even some of the newer players. Um, And then in terms of Cam, I just feel really confidently that Cam is going to get signed by someone. You know, when I kind of look across the landscape, I know, you know, he didn't go to the Chargers. I know, you know, he didn't go to, you know, let's say uh, uh, Indy, you know, they, they ended up signing Rivers. But I still think there's a possibility he could go to the Patriots or could go to the Steelers or could go to the Jaguars. I, I just think there's some some opportunities that may present themselves, whether it be through a starter getting hurt or whether, you know, someone doesn't perform well in training camp. Um, you know, I, I just think there's a, a good possibility he's, you know, an MVP candidate, taking the team to the Super Bowl, you know, still one of the best quarterbacks available. So I, I'm really high on Cam. Uh, the other reason I'm really high on Cam is, I mean, I'm getting his cards at, you know, really low prices. I'm, you know, PSA 10s, some really unique stuff that I'm getting, you know, BGS 9.5. Um, you know, I've got an auto that I'm watching right now. I'm probably going to get for, you know, 30, 40 bucks. Just stuff like that. Um, you know, being able to pick up a guy. Cam's a guy that I'm probably going to flip. So, um, you know, if he ends up on a team and begins to start, um, and, you know, is able to kind of build some momentum, then I'm probably going to flip a lot of them. I'll hold a couple because I've probably got 20 graded cams right now. Um, and it kind of in that same vein, I kind of talked about Mariota, talked about Jameis. I'm not as high on them as Cam, obviously, because Cam isn't signed. Those guys are backups. But, you know, I know uh, Derek Carr got kind of hot here recently. You know, I won't call any names, but, you know, a guy's kind of boosted up his value. I, I just think Derek Carr is one bad game away from Mariota starting. And I, I, I mean that honestly. I mean, every year he has some back injury or a thumb injury or something that just holds him back from being elite. And, you know, you got a guy like Mariota there that could really change this offense. And I, I think, you know, what kind of made me think about that was we saw what happened to Mariota in Tennessee. And, you know, then, you know, you see um, – what's the guy from Miami? You see Tannehill come in. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, all he's doing is handing the ball off and throwing off play action, but now he's got another secure contract. And who's to say this couldn't happen for Mariota being in a really what I'm going to consider to be a little bit more wide-open offense with Jacobs Mm -hmm. and Jerry. And I I just think this offense could be set up for him, kind of like maybe the Tennessee offense was a little bit better for Tannehill. And then, you know, Jameis in the same boat, backup. Um, You know, maybe he gets a chance to learn. Jameis is probably more long-term unless Breeze gets hurt. Um, but those are kind of some guys that, that uh, I'm looking at. And same thing for Trubisky. I'm not a b- big believer in Nick Foles. That, that's just personal. I know I'm hogging up the conversation. So no, you're fine. Please forgive me, but 
I, I'm just not a big believer in Nick Foles like everybody else. I know he's won a Super Bowl, but look at him with the, you know, the Eagles before, look at him with the Chiefs, look at him with the – I just don't see this elite quarterback that's going to lead Chicago to a Super Bowl. So I still think Mitch, Mitch has a chance to, uh, to you know, ha- have a starting job with that particular team. And uh, it doesn't hurt that they aren't that expensive. So that, that's another reason why I'm really, really high on that, that group of quarterbacks. And not too long ago, there was speculation in the sports books as far as where, is, where Cam was going to land. Uh, I'm on the DK sports book. I'm on the FanDuel sports book. The only thing I can find is Cam is 25 to 1 to start week one for the Chargers. <laughs> for what's it's the only thing I, I see as far as speculation. For what it's worth, you the Chargers. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Uh, like maybe – you go ahead. I honestly think the Steelers – I honestly think the Steelers are the Jaguars. It, I, I just think one of those – at one point I was a little bit higher on the Patriots, and I still think you could go there, but I think the Steelers and the Jaguars, you cannot tell me right now that Big Ben is going to finish this season. I just – I don't see it. Here's my right. argument against the Jaguars. I don't think the Jaguars <laughs> want to win five or six games. I think they want to win two games. And also, like, there's maybe there's not going to be any fans. So even, like, you can't even make the argument of, like, hey, let's bring in Cam and maybe – 20,000 more people might show up. Like, I don't know how we even know how many fans are going to be coming to these games or allowed to these games. And, you know, he's not, he can move tickets. Sure. But if they're not available, what's the point? Uh, that, that's my argument against, against Jacksonville. I think they're perfectly fine going two and 14 this year. And what's the point of going uh, five and 11? I don't know. That's, that's sort of my thought in that, but uh, like just the first team that loses their quarterback. And I, it's, I don't <laughs> like speculate, speculate on injuries. Uh, and I see you shaking your head there, Brennan. Uh, are you a, are you a Pittsburgh fan? I know you're in Ohio or close to Ohio, and Pittsburgh and Ohio close enough. Maybe you're a Browns fan. I don't know. We'll talk to you in a second. But uh, Big Ben, he just he's probably not going to hold up. But and I, I agree. The, the downgrade from Ben to whoever is the Pittsburgh quarterback right now is massively significant. That Cam can certainly make up a difference and all of a sudden give him a you know a puncher's chance, or maybe even better. He's still just 31. Maybe he's an old 31. He's kind of beat up and coming off injuries, and we don't know how if he's recovered, but his ceiling is immense. And if you guys can buy him on the cheap, why not? Brennan, jump in here. Yeah. Well, I was actually a Bengals fan for a long time, although that was not a fun ride. So I, now that I'm in Charlotte, I've moved to the Panthers, but um, I, I honestly think Cam, uh, <laughs> I think Cam would be a great fit for someone who loses their quarterback, especially a contender because yeah. he can come in and create with his legs no matter what the playbook looks like. So, um, you know, I also agree with Will. I think Cam is a, a flip. Uh, I definitely think he's a flip. I don't know if he's done enough in his career to hold, you know, substantial long-term value. That being said, he's a lot of fun to watch. Every time he runs one in, he does the Superman. So, you know, I could see him finding a spot as a starter, even if it's for a few weeks uh, midseason, and and then hopefully grabbing that as a a playoff spot. Um, So I think Cam is definitely a flip, and I I wouldn't be surprised. I agree with you. I don't think the Jags really want him. Um, They tried to make a run at at winning the last couple of years. It didn't work. Uh, Steelers are interesting because Big Ben comes into the season injured. He's just perpetually questionable. But, um, you know, so I, I do think Cam will have a chance. I don't know if we're going to get that week one, though. I don't know if we'll know where he's going week one. At this point, I'd expect him to be a uh, kind of a, a safety valve for someone who might lose a starter that's trying to make the playoffs. But I agree with Will. It's a nice flip, and I think he'll, get a, he'll start a game this year. If I had to bet my money on it, he will start a game for somebody this year. But he can just wait and find the best possible position for him, you know, which – uh, just be patient and something's going to open up. Like you're not rooting for injuries, but it's the NFL. And that's just how, that's, just, that's the life of being a quarterback. A certain number of guys are going to be knocked out for sure. Well, were you referencing uh Vegas day with your day, with your Derek Carr comment? Does he scoop them all up in the market? Is that what happened? 
Oh man, listen, v- VG, VD, <laughs> Vegas State, man. I mean, just banging the drum for for Derek Carr. I, I I'm telling you, I Derek Carr is like Big Ben to me. I don't see him going all the way, not the whole season. I mean, he's he's gotten hurt a lot, and I, and I actually like Derek Carr as a quarterback and as a person. But if you can't finish the season, you know, just buy up a couple Mariotas and see what happens. I'm gonna flip him too. They put what five years, 20, 125 million. Like it's about a massive contract for Carr. And uh, we were looking at this pre-show, just in, in, interesting. Me and Simon were talking about it. And I think next year, uh, as far as the hit against the cap, and I'm not a capologist, and I'm, I don't specialize in this stuff. But I think if he falters again, maybe next year, all of a sudden they can cut him, and you know the, the contracts aren't guaranteed in the NFL. Uh, anybody else want to chime in? And before we talk about our mail day, anybody have a thought as far as Winston or any yeah. of our quarterbacks? Jump in here. Yeah, I um I think that you could probably add Denver to that list of potential landing spots for Cam. Uh just with uh Drew Locke, you know, like there's a lot of uncertainty with him. I know he uh did well at the end of last season, but there's a lot of weapons in Denver and they are playing to win, so I could see Cam totally ending up on that team. And you know, as far as Mitch Trubisky, uh Will and I are on the same page there. You know, we think alike on a lot of these players, and I'm glad to uh, glad to hear someone else who has some common sense to know that Nick Foles isn't going to be starting uh, for the Bears this season. There are two Mitch Trubisky truthers <laughs> outside of his family, and they're both on this show. Apparently, hey, listen, <laughs> only for card purposes, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Only for Thank card you. purposes. Thank you, Chief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't add the qualifier. That's no fun, man. It's one of the- <laughs> I'm, I'm an Eagles fan, so I love Nick Foles, but as a card guy, I, I'm I'm liking uh, Mitch Mitch Trubisky. It's interesting you throw out Denver because, of course, L.A., you know, former quarterback, he understands the value of a quarterback. And like you said, Locke, who really knows what he's going to be? Uh, the other guys that Driscoll. Uh, Brett Rippon, is that Mark Rippon's kid? I don't know, maybe. Anybody know who Mark Rippon is? My old? I'm not sure, maybe. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about mail day. Simon, you're batting first. Uh, as for uh, Devin's going to throw up uh, your cards you've bought recently, tell him what you've bought, tell him what you're targeting, and tell him where to find you around the interwebs. Yeah, well, I uh, you can find me on Twitter at Yeti Boom Films, and you can find me in the RG Discord in the sports card channel. Uh, Chief, myself, Rhino head choppers been uh, getting really into cards. Now there's a lot of us in there. Brennan uh, pops in there. So there's a lot of us in there that share our mail days and share our ideas on cards and which cards to get. There's a, if you're a novice or if you're an expert, everybody's welcome. And and we got a good mix of, of both types of card investors in there. Uh, As far as the cards that I've uh, bought this week, I didn't get anything through the mail per se, uh, but I did a lot of uh, have a lot of retail mosaic left over. So I broke down and opened some packs and I was able to find a uh, green mosaic John Morant and a green mosaic jam master uh, LeBron James. So I was happy with that. And, you know, that made up for not being uh, receiving any packages this week, except for grading material so I can uh, send my cards in protected cases and get some cards graded this week, hopefully, or send them to get graded anyways this week. I know everybody's out there and wondering, uh, you, Brett Rippin's actually the nephew of Mark Rippin. I know y'all are like, whoa, this is interesting stuff. Breaking news here. 
Uh, am I, you guys know who Mark Rippon is, right? Maybe? Yes? Yeah, possibly? I know. Yeah. All right. There you go. It's not just me. <laughs> uh, same deal, Will. Uh, what cards are you showing off? Tell the people where to find you on the interwebs. You can remind about your article, the whole deal. Yeah, man. Um, you can find me on Twitter at ChiefJustIce06. Um, same thing in, in the Discord. It's a lot of fun in the Discord. Um, you know, you get some really good ideas. A lot of guys are kind of sharing what they're thinking about doing and, you know, a lot of the times it makes sense, man. It'll point me in a direction to kind of grab a few cards that maybe I wasn't thinking about. Um, but yeah, you know, the cards that I, I, I guess I'm going to share from Mayo. obviously, you know, I've got a cam in there. One that I'm really proud of, man, a PSA 10 rookie refractor die cut, you know, as Simon knows, it's not easy to get tens on, on, on die cut. So uh, when I was able to snag that one for, for what I call the low, um, you know, that's when I just went ahead and bought it now, got that one, I think early this week. And then the same thing for Brandon Ingram. I talked about him. I was able to pull his rookie prism, uh, the red mosaic. Um, you know, I got that one for well under market, already graded. I mean, if you check the prices on that right now, I think they're going for about 250 I got it for 85 So essentially, I could flip that one today if I, if I wanted to. Um, I'm still going to hold it and try to wait until the NBA kicks off for that one. But um, those, are, those are two that I, that I got in the mail. And I, I think I've got some more mail out there right now since the show even kicked off. So um, I'll probably be throwing those in the discord once we, once we wrap up, but those are the guys I, uh, I grabbed up. Brennan, you're next. Yep. You can find me on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram at the DFS advisor. And as far as my pickups this week, uh, so the, the first one I got in was a Zion SGC 10. This is actually my first SGC card. And what I'm finding is they're typically around 50 or 60% of the PSA 10 equivalent. And so one of the hardest things with SGC is to, to value them. And I think comping the PSA 10, if you can't find any SGCs and just coming down about 40 to 50%, that's a good target price for those cards. So I was pretty happy to get that Zion at about 60% of what his PSA 10 was worth. And then last on last week's show, I told you guys I was starting to pick up some Randy Moss uh, in preparation for the... Uh, the documentary about Tom Brady next year. And you have to do it this early because apparently that's a thing now. Documentaries come out, we buy the cards. So I'm trying to be way early on this one. I picked up a nice uh, 1998 Flair uh, Randy Moss. I'm trying to stay away from the Topps Chrome. It's a little bit out of my budget for football. I'm a basketball guy, so I don't want to get crazy. So I actually picked that thing up for 25 bucks. And if you think about it, if you bought that thing raw for, say, five, sending it out and getting it graded, there's no guarantee you get a nine, and there's no guarantee you get it back anytime soon. And so you can find some pretty nice Randy Moss stuff graded for about what it would cost you to actually buy it raw and send it in. Now, you're not going to get tens for those prices, but as far as flips and short-term investments go, PSA nines are just fine. They're going to go up as well. They might not go up as fast, uh, but they'll go up as well. Josh, close us out. Yep. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Saki21, and Instagram, uh, Saki Collects, all one word. I uh, post pictures of some of the cards I've been picking up. Um, but I touched on the hoops set earlier. Uh, this week I picked up a Luca Hoops Rookie uh, for around 30, selling for over 50 now. And the Tatum Hoops Rookie picked up for under 20, and it's actually pushing 30 now. Um, so those were two. Two nice pickups that I need to look over a little more to see if I want to grade them, but uh, um, can't go wrong with the hoops, in my opinion. Sweet. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, again, a reminder, like and subscribe, the whole deal. If you want to hit up the uh, sportscardinvestor.com promo code, once again, grinders, that's G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S, you get 20% off your first payment. 
Use the comment section. Tell us what you want to see on future shows. We much appreciate it. With that said, thank you to Simon, Will, Brennan, Josh. I was Dean. This was Sports Card Grinders. We're out of here. Holler. Thank you.